Have you ever, quote, gone under? Well, that is all due to the amazing discovery from William Morton, the discovery of general anesthesia. He used his expertise in dental procedure and in chemistry to put together a um, usable device and usable chemical solution to administer and, quote, put you under. This was the very first example of general anesthesia, and it was used to save thousands of soldiers' lives during the American Civil War. Listen more to hear his entire story. Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of Science Who, where we take scientists from the past and learn about them together. You can reach us at our website of wnth.radio.com, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Now let's get straight into our episode about William Morton and the discovery of general anesthesia. William Morton was born in 1819 in Charlton, Massachusetts. He went to grade school at Northfield and Leicester Academies. At a young age, he learned from the torments without anesthesia through multiple dental procedures. In his teen years, he tried, he tried different jobs, including the clerk, printer press, and salesman in local Boston businesses. He didn't enjoy any of these jobs, though. In 1840, he enrolled in the first dental school at Baltimore College of Dental Surgery, although he left without graduating. In 1842 through 1843, he became a pupil, then a business partner, to a Hartford dentist named Horace Wells. The business partner, though, wasn't successful, and he left after six months. Before he became a medical student at Harvard, to both increase his medical knowledge, but also to impress a woman he had a crush on. He didn't complete his degree just like pre- previous uh, schoolings, though he did marry his the woman he loved named Re- Rebecca Needham. Uh, also, he attended lectures from Professor Charles Jackson to increase his chemistry knowledge. Professor Charles Jackson demonstrated the inhalation of sulfuric acid, ether, which causes a uh, loss of consciousness. Jackson became the inventor of etherization, which turns something into an ether that can be inhaled. In 1846, to continue his dental practice, he uh, well he continued his dental practice as a means of financing his medical studies. Uh, he invented a new way to fix false teeth onto gold plates. Uh, though he did need a uh, way to easily reduce pain while extracting the roots of disease or old teeth. Uh, this, uh, this question and uh, need for a new idea was the bri- was the um, was the seed or sprout the idea of um, general anesthesia and the use of general anesthesia in day to day practice. So he experimented with opium, mesmerism, and other stimulants. Opium did relieve pain. Dopaminergic stimulants can act as analgesics. And mesmerism can work on global patients and a charismatic doctor, if that's like a pair that you have. But none of these options proved to be satisfactory or 
proved the needs that he needed to uh, perform like extractions and root canals and uh, the removal of wisdom teeth and other things like that. In 1850, he found found his epiphany at a surgical theater in Massachusetts General Hospital. Horace Wells, his old business partner that failed, tried, uh, he, their business partner failed as well as this, um, as well as this event failed to convince his audience that nitrous, nitrous oxide, oxide, laughing gas, offered a route to pain-free surgery. Nitrous oxide is used in day-to-day practice today. If you find those big, like, mask things that goes over your nose, and there's two tubes going um, horizontally across your nose to a big, like, a gas tank, that is nitrous oxide at a dental facility. Uh, watching this, he did consult with his past professor and, uh, at the time, uh, tutored Charles Jackson of the possibility of using a stronger agent to numb the patient. Neither man could po- could agree on a, on a possible solution until Jackson went back to his past lectures and proposed the use of ether. After multiple experiments on his on himself and other animals, Morton successfully performed a dental extraction in his office on the Burton Boston merchant Even Frost. The first public um, surgery to take place, uh, the story goes, a local journalist was reporting on a revolutionary on the revolutionary procedure, specifically on the junior surgeon Henry Bigelow. Bigelow arranged the surgery with John Collins Warren, the uh, Massachusetts General Hospital head surgeon at the time. And when the surgery began, Morton was not there to inoculate the patient with the ether. All of a sudden, Morton rushed onto the amphitheater. He was late because he was adjusting the, his lithium inhaler, which that lithium inhaler he uses to administer the ether. The, this newly designed inhaler, as well as wait, the newly designed inhaler, as well as waiting for the patent to um, fully give Morton the credit of designing and inventing this new inhaler, worked in the middle of the surgery. And to the audience's surprise and skepticism, the surgery was successful with no pain. Uh, in the Civil War, Morton administered the early anesthesia to thousands of soldiers during the American Civil War. Uh, this was a really quick and easy anesthesia that added to the average time of the amputation during the deadly and terrifying war. The average time to amputate a leg or an arm was under 10 minutes, which is absolutely crazy. In Morton's later years, he tried to petition to the U.S. Congress three times for recognition of his invention and discovery, but, but his now nemesis performed uh, Professor Jackson had friends in higher places and end up ended up with, with the credit at the time. Death, uh, sadly, Morton did die unexpectedly at the age of 48 due to, quote, congestion of the brain. This was probably a cerebral cerebral hemorrhage <laughs> cerebral hemorrhage uh, to his deathbed he was still outraged by of the a recognition and praise Jackson got Jackson himself outlived Morton in an asylum insane though 
He died insane in an asylum. Thank you for listening to the fifth episode of Sign 2. We have new episodes weekly, and you can reach us at a website of wnth.radio.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. Thanks, and I hope to see you soon. Bye. <laughs>